0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabisomusia.
1: And a very good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us on SAFM Spot On this evening. Tabi uh, Somosia is me. Katleko and Timothy produced the show. And uh, Sylvester Komane is in technical. We're not having our usual opening clip today because we have to cut the show short by five minutes since the president of the country, Cyril Ramaphosa, is addressing the nation at 8 p.m. So we're going to have to take news a bit earlier. So we are, tonight we are continuing our discussions over the that we've had over the past few weeks about the challenges faced by black cricketers in a systematically white uh, system and how do they deal with the dynamics and we've spoken to Aaron Pangi, so we've spoken to Jeffrey Toyana even before the whole conversations about the Black Lives Matter movement in cricket started coming out, even before the Makayan Andinis and them started speaking we also spoke to Buta Dipenar as well as Eddie Lee and Professor Ashwin D.I. and Professor Andre Odendal were also here to educate us about the history of blacks in South African cricket which dates back to the 1800s so tonight we have invited a former player who is there a former player? Has retired? I'll find out from him if he's retired. But he's definitely a former SAA captain, a man who has a double hundred. He also in the Cobras and uh, he at the Lions also and is the president of the SA Cricketers Association. His name is Umpila Ramela. He's penned an open letter to the sports ministry and in that letter is asking some hard questions and we've invited him on the show tonight just to tell us about that open letter that is written to the sports ministry and whether he's received a response or what kind of a response is he uh, hoping for for. And uh, still with cricketing matters, there is another storm brewing at Cricket South Africa where suspended COO Naseh Apia has won his appeal against his dismissal. He was charged along with uh, Corey Fonseil and Clive Exton for their handling of payments to the SA Cricketers Association. Uh, that is SACA. It's in relation to image rights of the 2018 Mzansi Super League. Now, Cory Fonseil was given a written warning. He's back at work. He even as a new role now. Clive Exton was on our show and he told us that he's taking his dismissal to the CCMA, uh, but Apia was dismissed and then he appealed. He won his appeal, but CSA now refuses to accept that judgment. So earlier on, um, I had a chat with M- Mr. Apia's lawyer, Mr. Tapelo Kharmedzane, of uh, Tapelo Kharmedzane attorneys to find out what they make of this verdict and the fact that CSA is not recognizing this verdict, the successful appeal of Nase Apia. So we're going to hear from him later on on the show. But first up, we're going to speak to impila Ramela. If you have any questions, you can send them to this WhatsApp number for voice notes. It's 61 4104 You can call us directly on 0891-104-207 Our SMS number is 41391
0: For the story behind the action Catch Tabiso Musia we'll Weekdays at 7pm
1: so then I mentioned this is the f- this is part four of our discussion into the state of cricket in South Africa with former players now coming out to share their experiences. So let's speak to a former captain at the Lions, at the Cobras, Umpila Ramela, who took it upon himself to write to the sports minister, Natim Tetwa, uh, raising some serious questions about transformation and he's going to tell us more about uh, this letter. He joins us on the line. Umpila, good evening and thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight.
0: Uh, Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the listeners of SAFM. Thank you for the invitation.
1: Thanks, Umpile. Why did you feel the need to write this letter to the sports ministry?
0: Um, For many reasons, because I think um, a lot of black players' pain has been left hanging in the wind. And often pain when it's left hanging in the wind and is not wrapped around the law, gross injustice continues to play out. You know, and we've heard so many stories where, you know, almost the institution of cricket has been constantly trying to amputate the spirit of black cricketers, and they've been resistant. They've a lot of guys have climbed against all the challenges, and they've risen to the challenge. You know, so and and it's part of the broader narrative about institutional racism in South Africa, and the challenges that exist. So I, I saw it necessary to. To give the minister perspective to and to discuss and to actually urge him to say, Minister, you have um, at your powers, you you have uh, powers at your disposal to actually act where the law has been broken. I think cricket in the last few months, or let's say 12 months, has been riddled with incidences of lawlessness where the law has been broken, and there has not been adequate. accounting when those incidences have occurred. And I think play, the playing field, Tabiso, is one of the areas that we tend to focus on. Mm. But there's the playing field, there's the administration, there's the business of cricket. And I was saying to the minister that transformation in South Africa is, is not optional. It's the law. It's been legislated. It's policy. And fundamentally what transformation is about is about when me and Tabiso don't agree based on values, uh, based on culture and religion. The law is really there to say, this is your common space, this is how you have to coexist. You know, and I think we, we veered from that because of the levels of lawlessness we see not only in cricket, but in South Africa in general. And I was saying to the minister, lawlessness lawfulness has to return to cricket. The law has to take its place. It doesn't matter whether people like transformation or not, because Transformation policies create opportunities for black cricketers. That's how they get the opportunities. Many cricketers don't have fathers that can influence on their behalf, don't have fathers that have sponsors, sponsorships, but the law has created space for them to be active participants in the game of cricket. And we know a lot of players that have actually come into the game and have showed up and have just given their best and they've given this country some amazing performances. So I wanted to say to the minister that whilst everybody is, while the pain is out there, let us take this pain and put it in and wrap it around the law and say the law actually allows for much better treatment of black players in the game of cricket. It allows for their participation and it does not seek to exclude white people. You know, there's often retaliation when we speak about transformation as if there is an attempt to exclude white people. Mm. We are actually trying to include black people into the sport of cricket and amongst other sporting codes, you know, because the history is there. We don't have to rehash it. But the reality is people are not intentional about diversity. And we need to become more intentional. Otherwise, our society is going to continue to be fragmented, continue to be broken, and we are never going to have a peaceful society as we envisaged. So I, I was really... That, that was the, the spirit of the letter to say, Ministers, as the custodian of government policy, Whilst people might not agree with on opinion, let the law take its course. Let's let make sure that there's administrative justice, that there is justice for players on the field of play, and that even in the commerce of cricket, that the laws of South Africa are, are being upheld. There is greater levels of economic participation black people in the business of sports. So that, that was really the, the, the background there, saw. Mm.
1: So just to be clear, then, your letter was not just based on what's been happening over the past few weeks regarding the Black Lives Matter movement, but what's been happening over a longer period in South African cricket.
0: Absolutely. I, th- I think we've witnessed it, and all that has just happened is that the culmination of all these forces, you know, they will urge one to act, but it's definitely about what's been happening in cricket and saying, Minister, can we allow law in order to take place in South Africa? Because the law gives us peace.
1: I also mentioned that you are the president of the South African Cricketers Association. What is your stance as SACA on this Black Lives Matter movement or what's been going on? Or, the, or your stance as Umpila Ramel?
0: Well, at, at SACA we, 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 we understand that black lives do matter. Our athletes that are with SACA, they, their lives do matter. They... they we, and we are fighting for, for their space to be, allow, to be allowed to do their work, to be allowed to train and excel and play without people prejudicing them and prejudging them. You know, so that is our responsibility. And it's a responsibility that, as an organization, we are constantly working to engage with our members to say, we, we have a responsibility to promote a diverse society. And transformation is in the interest, is in the best interest of this country, you know, it's in the best interest of excellence to allow for broader participation so that we can find players of the highest caliber. You know, but if we don't broaden access, we're going to have these blockages. And I think at soccer, we have a major role to play in saying to players across the divide, we have to work together, we have to work collaboratively, and it, it, we're not even debating whether black lives matter. We are saying, how do we work collaboratively in a way that promotes cricket in a way that makes young people want to play the game because as athletes our excellence makes young people want to take the game forward
1: and it's not the first time umpila that you've been vocal about transformation because there was also a time when you were part of the group black cricketers in unity a few years ago what 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 eventually happened to that group and were you raising similar concerns that you're raising now
0: um, yes, yeah, so, so back then, um, we were raising slightly... Uh, I mean, that, that was when black cricketers were... when there were quotas introduced for black cricketers. And there were systemic challenges about the quality of opportunity. that players were not getting a fair stab at this thing. They, they were actually being, being pinned against each other, which was not fair. So we really wrote to say that um, these issues need to be fleshed, fleshed out. And you would remember tabi so as part of those incidences um, there was the Kazonndo matter in India, mm. which was um, taken up with the board, and there it was actually found that he was treated um unfairly the, the treatment was unfair you know so so we managed to make way in a sense that we got the institution to recognize where injustices have been committed you know but a lot of work still needs to be done, and I think we we, we can we I would encourage players now in the system you, you you have to be organized you have to be and you have to speak with a consistent voice, you have to be consistent and show up on the field of play so that actually when the opportunities present themselves you can actually you can make the best of them so 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 that's what's happened there with the black cricketers immunity we We really i think we we pushed the envelope and the and the system responded. people started making sure that black cricketers are getting better opportunities you know so so from that front, I think we, we did all
1: right. Now, back to that letter that you penned to the minister. You mentioned in the letter that the minister told Cricket SA in a parliamentary meeting that he was not pleased with the makeup of the Proteus management structure. I actually watched yes. that whole virtual meeting and he was really harsh on, he, on crickets. He was scathing, actually, on Cricket South Africa, saying that it was all white with only Inok the assistant. You obviously, Do you agree that his concern is valid here, firstly?
0: no that that is uh, that isn't black and white for everyone to see you know so and and that's what I penned down in the letter that remember part of transformation is not just about the the about giving us black faces it's about giving us the best versions of ourselves give us the best black people in the organization and they are there that's what i was saying to the minister that you, you there is an impression that there are no excellent black people. They are there, right? And the system does not allow them to get through. So, and also in conjunction with that, Tabi says that at a senior management, that's the decision-making. That's where the actual music takes place. That's where things are happening in the field, in the game of cricket. And if you do not have uh, broader levels of representation, you're going to have issues, right? And, and that is in line with the South African law, and that's what I'm saying to the minister. The, the, the composition of senior management is not my opinion. The law actually dictates that it ought to be diverse, and black people have to be part of that 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 makeup. They have to be entrusted with the responsibility to lead, you know, and be judged on that accord.
1: So are you, are you saying you would have expected the minister to have acted on that by now since he, he raised it or are you pleading with him to act on that?
0: No, no, um, we're in discussions with the minister, Tabisha, and I think um, the minister has heard our plea, mm. not only mine, but I think the, the many voices that have come through and have actually uh, reflected on their pain and they've reflected on the, the challenges that they've had as ex-players, you know, and those ex-players are reflecting challenges that might be persistent in the system now. You know, so I I, I do want to say I, I've had a couple of engagements with the minister and his office, and they are listening, and I think it shouldn't be a knee-jerk reaction. It should be a measured one. It should mm-hmm. be one that is um, informed by the law and the one that is sustainable. You know, so I, I so I think... Um, I'm entrusting him with that responsibility to lead that process, given that I've put my submission forward to him through our engagement, and he will lead the process from here
2: forward.
1: And if I remember correctly, the words used by the minister when he was addressing cricket South Africa was he was disgusted and he was insulted by cricketers South Africa saying they've made strides in transformation when the whole management structure is all white. And he mentioned Graham Smith as the DOC, Jacques Fall as the acting CEO, Mark Boucher as the coach, Jacques Callis as the betting coach, Paul Harris as the the spinner coach. We're going to take a quick break, but let me just play one voice note and we'll let Umpila respond after that. Please keep them coming.
2: Good evening, Tavis, and your guest. Uh, This is Morris from Nelsprite. I just want to find out from uh, your guest there, will this not be seen as uh, political interference, you know, in terms of the, you know, minister coming in? And uh, again, uh, what are his uh, his views? Why it took so long for the, you know, transformation to happen within the cricketing? And uh, yeah, uh, it's really sad, but I mean, will this not be seen as some sort of uh, political interference and does cricket allow such because i know in football it's it's a no no
1: okay thanks for that voice note i've noted it i will take a quick break we'll play the others after this and we'll let Umpile respond we're speaking to umpila Ramela, former saa captain man who's also got a double hundred under his name of course
0: for credible and comprehensive coverage of south africa's fast-moving mining industry and the people shaping it Click through to Creamer Media's Mining Weekly. From policy and innovation to market moving trends, Creamer Media's Mining Weekly keeps your finger on the resources pulse. For even deeper insight, subscribe to our New Look Weekly magazine, out every Friday, together with engineering news. Creamer Media's
2: Mining Weekly. Current, credible, comprehensive. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM.
1: Let me take more of the voice notes and I'll let Umpila respond.
2: Hello, Tabiso. Um, you know, uh this Black Lives Matter thing is is a very true thing, and it's it's it's, it's terrible. But I feel like all of these people, besides, for instance, your Lungingu that really started this thing in cricket, all of these people don't don't have don't tell the don't tell the truth, because they they come here in public after after people um have been victimized, I'm I'm meaning thousands of young cricketers. I started playing cricket myself a long time ago, but where was these people? I didn't hear any talks of people um, trying to fight for, 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 for black players because what they've done is they've kept quiet until they reach the top and then they start, and then they start after that being like, Oh, black lives matter. While they were tramping on, on black lives themselves, ask them, how did they get to those ranks? Hello Tabiso I support this guy this guy fully I like when he says uh, white cricketers and then he said black black cricketers many people today they, they don't want to say white people they are saying apartheid or raising during the time of racism or what 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 he put his really clearly I really support him good evening Taviso you speak to Mutolo here in Western Cape yes uh, Taviso I actually listening to your show I hear properly what your guest is saying but my question is minister have to wait for us to complain what is the duties of minister Really, these uh, ministers are failing us. Not only in sport, in everywhere, the whole ANC really fails South Africa. I don't know what must we do. Really, this is frustrating. How can we support a national team without our people that are representing South Africa? Look at Mapimpi. Look at Siakolisi. If they didn't have a opportunity, you think we'll, we would know about those guys? This country need to come right. Thank you
3: so zico smith all the way from Macau, and then
0: good evening to umpire there i hear you Tabiso, saying the minister in one of the uh, parliamentary sitting he said he was disgusted and insulted he can be disgusted and insulted but what is he gonna do about it you know remember when Mbak said no if they don't do this like they will never uh, he won't approve for them to host any uh, to bid for anything. What is he gonna uh, do about it? For him to say disgusted and what and then not take an action, he, he, he doesn't challenge uh, this racist. He must challenge them. He must tell them if you don't transform, this is the actions that I'm gonna take.
1: Okay, thanks for that. I remember that incident uh, That incident there. Was it Zico Smith, the Minister Mbadula saying if they don't meet their transformation targets, SA Rugby can't beat for the 2023 World Cup. And they went ahead and they beat, even though they didn't meet their targets. And then I want to start, on pillar with the question about why are people talking now? And I just want to give my response firstly here. I'm sure you might have heard that I mentioned the black cricketers in unity as early as 2015. Guys were speaking there, but also when I was on another radio station on Power FM, we spoke to Etim Balati. He spoke about his challenges we spoke to Dumisa makalima he spoke about his challenges we spoke to um Koto. he spoke about his challenges i don't think it's the first time that people are speaking i just think that the whole attention i was on this movement and that's why now people are hearing what the guys are saying but umpile maybe you can respond to that is there a right time to speak why are p- people speaking now
0: yeah um i think there's, there's, there's two things i want to say i'll say on a personal note you would have known throughout my career i've been shooting from the hip yeah while I was playing on the field of play, because for me, I was not going to wait. I I I, I was, it, it was a way of saying things and documenting my lived experience, you know, and it was a way of trying to reach as many people and trying to say, these are the challenges, you know, so throughout my, on a personal level, I've always said, I'm going to actually, I didn't even say I'm going to speak out, I just had to speak, because otherwise, people can come back later and say, why didn't you speak when you were in the heat of the moment, you know? But that's just on a personal level. But I also do sympathize with athletes that don't speak because this is a, this is a, it's, a, it's, a it's a livelihood. It, it, it's the way you made your life, it's your bread and butter. And here's the issue that I often say to people, uh, how they must think about this. If people that work in corporate, right, were speaking about their pains, their challenges at work, and they were taking on the lack of transformation within their own company, putting their bread and butter on the table. One, this country would be further, right, in terms of achieving transformation, in terms of actually hashing the issues out. But people don't do that because everybody is fighting for their bread, you know, and that's just, it is what it is, you know. So I can sympathize with athletes that, listen, they, they've got, one, they want to play cricket. They don't really want to sometimes be involved in the politics of the day. And they want to support their family, you know, like every other person, you know. So, so I often look at it that way, and I sympathize with my fellow athletes that, you know, you don't really have to speak out, but if you do and you can, you should. You know, so that, that, that's what I have to say on that one, mm-hmm. so that, you know, it, 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 it takes an enormous amount of courage to put your livelihood on the line and say, I'm going to confront the issues as they come. You need an enormous amount of courage, and you also need to, you need, to, you need to be clear about what you're doing, you know, because the system will excuse you if you begin to actually ask the tough questions and push. They don't want that. They want people who are submissive and who just get their paycheck and get out of there.
1: The other question was about uh, political interference. If you're writing to the minister, will it hmm. not be viewed as political interference? And uh, how does it work in cricket? Because in football, FIFA doesn't allow political interference. You,
0: you, you know, Tabitha, that is a pertinent question, particularly for a, a young democracy like South Africa. Right? It's not political interference. It's political intervention. And there's a huge difference. The minister has a constitutional duty to do, to implement the policies of the day. He's, he's the custodian of policy in cricket, in sport in general, or whatever sector they may be in. He is the custodian of that policy. And he has a constitutional responsibility because at the end of the day, when things go wrong, we, hit, we, we always want to go and shout at the ministers in the country. So the, 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 the law ought to empower them to be able to act. They can't always just be there um, when it's crisis, why are you not doing something? I'm saying to the minister, the law is available. It's an instrument. Use it. Because at the end of the day, the buck stops with him. And we need to stop this thing of saying it's political interference. When somebody saying, why are you not implementing transformation policies? That's intervention. That is what the law demands. It's not what me and Tariso demand. The law demands that. The constitution requires that South Africa ought to be a diverse society and the policies are there. So we can't beat about the Bush and say uh, it's interfering. The minister must intervene where the law is being broken.
1: Let's go to the lines. Jucia from PE. Good evening.
3: Uh, good evening, Kabis. Hey, Kabis, I have a lot to say on this issue, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it brief. Firstly, um, I have a problem with people who are going to say, why are people talking now? I have a problem with that. Because some of us, including those people, um, in, in, in in where we are working, we, we are quiet even though our rights are being trampled because, said, mm. you understand what I'm saying, mm. exactly what the gentleman in, 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 in the studio was saying. So those those, those players also, like Uma Khayandine, who recently said that if he had talked to then you would have never represented EEE You understand mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Secondly, I have a problem with E-E transformation. I have a problem with... Trans- maybe I don't understand the transformation in a broader level, but I have a problem with trans- transformation that only talks about and the and the, 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 the provincial level. What about the schools? Tell me, so I'll make an example of myself. I've, I've played the cricket at at mm-hmm. school at Baker's Mini Cricket I played. Mm-hmm. And, and and my school in Cambeka won the East London Cup. We're going to represent East London against all the teams in Eastern Cape so that we can represent Eastern Cape and mm-hmm. and play with with other 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 provinces. But we couldn't because of the fans. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I have the problem, the transformation that only deals with the upper level. I'll make an example Sabi so I can allow- I'm making an example of Iraqi. There's there's uh, a craven week. You you know what I'm what I'm saying. Yes yes yes. This yes. transformation only talks about the springboks and the provincial. What about the craven week? I'm just making an example because no. I've mm. never seen a cricket where you have something that like like a craven week. You understand what I'm saying? No, you're
1: so you loud and clear there, Jucia. And I think in the letter, Umpile, you, 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 you mentioned mm-hmm. that or you referred to that because you also talk about the business model of sports and just the structures, how the structures need to be
0: re-looked. re-looked. Uh, yes, I think the gentleman uh, is right there. that the, 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 the foundation of of sport in South Africa, we need to revisit that model because that model is killing the goose that lays the golden egg Because a lot of kids are not getting opportunities to participate, right? And when they do get those opportunities at under-19 level, what he's talking about, at Craven Week, they get actually blocked out the system. A lot of young black talent, once it hits high school, they exit sport. They go for something else. You know, and that's a big challenge. In cricket, so there is, in cricket it's called uh, uh, Coca-Cola, Kayama Jolla, Coca-Cola Week, right? Mm. So, the reality is the, the, the talent comes through, but there are blockages at under-19 level. There is a lot of transformation taking place. There's a lot of players coming through the system, but they don't get to the next level. You know, so like I said in in, in that letter, that the business model of sport, is, actually needs to be revisited. We need to actually not only broaden access, but we need to have interve- We need to have programs that allow to produce excellence within the different sporting codes, you know. So, but that's a more that, that's a more sophisticated and a, and a more detailed discussion that requires one to have because you need to look at all um, and it links with the schools, it links with culture and art, So you need to combine that thing. It needs to be a package at a grassroots level so that it actually gives a holistic picture, you know. So, so and I think that's a challenge at the moment, you know. But mm-hmm. I think the gentleman's quite right that we need to look at transformation not only at the professional level. Yeah. We need to look at amateur sports. We need to look at grassroots sports and make sure that players are coming through because if, if you fix the top from a policy perspective and you've got no players coming through at the bottom, in five to 10 years' time, we're going to be back on SAFM with Tabitha to You are discussing the same problem because the feeder system is the foot soldiers on the ground that are supposed to be coming through and representing their country and their diversity will not be there.
1: You also raised concern in the letter, umpile about eight new appointments within the executive management of cricket in South Africa where all the appointments are white males. Tell us more about this.
0: Yeah, so, so, so they, um, I'm, I'm, the focus there is to say we need transformation. Senior management transformation is imperative. Is part of the policy. And, this, and, and like I said a bit earlier, these are decision-making positions. Whether it's the union, whether it's Cricket South Africa, you don't find many black people either being in the executive management or the, the leadership, where it's either chief executive, CFO, you know, all these critical um, positions of power that either empower players or empower business participation within the game of cricket, you know? So as former players, we want the space to make a contribution and change in the administration of cricket, you know? And I think also in other sports, whether it's rugby, former players want to be involved. They want to get involved. There are a lot of guys that have actually prepared themselves for the day after sport. Mm. But the administration seems not to take those people seriously. You You know, in rugby, there's so many guys that... Have studied, but they've now gone. They're either looking for jobs in corporate and not necessarily within the sporting code where they can add value, where they've got experience on the field of play coupled with
4: education. Mm.
1: Let me go to the lines quickly. We can't keep there in PE waiting. Mm. It's been
4: 28 years to my account. We first were admitted to cricket. Kepler vessels was the inaugurate captain. What I'm saying is we cannot claim that it will drop and because we have not won the IC since our mission, mm-hmm. you know, Steve Trudeau did us a favor. The Mandela said everyone was involved. You know, are, are these white guys now saying, thank you for being stupid for allowing us, you know, or are they saying they've got the monopoly of food you know, cricket, you know. If you recall last week, mm. it's been on since 1859. Yeah. General Pajola's father, Enrico Marjora, was both a cricket and rugby player, mm. you know. So tell me, so if we can enforce the rule of law, nobody will say it will undermine and drop standards. Because standards has dropped already la- 28 la- la- years la- down s- the line
1: loud and clear. And like you said, what has South African cricket won? There's also a question here that somebody says, I have one question. Why is it in soccer that mainly Bafana, Bafana this has, there has not been transformation? Rugby cricket, for example, need to have a certain amount of black players. What about Bafana, Bafana having certain amount of white soccer players? Guys, we can't have this conversation all the time. We've had the likes of Raymond Heck here on the show. They were telling us that soccer was probably the most united sport even during the days of apartheid. guys were always playing uh, in the townships. There were white players playing in these teams even though the law didn't allow them we had Neil Tovey last Friday telling us how he used to play despite the system and Neil Tovey was actually captain of Bafana Bafana in 1996 and if you really want us to go deep folks the, the, the demographic of the country say there are 89 percent black people in this country and then the 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 rest is made up of the minority if i can put it like that so if you look at 89 percent black people even if there's one bafana bafana player out of 11 in the there's one white player out of 11 in the starting 11 of bafana bafana that's still transformation because the majority of this country is black that's isn't that's not even an argument you can't even raise that as an argument please guys Okay, um, we're going to have to wrap it up with Umpile because, uh, remember, we're going to have to cut our show short tonight because the president is speaking at 8. Umpile, just to summarize everything that you've said, just to wrap it up now, you said you're in conversations with the minister. What is the solution? What would you like to happen now? How do we take this conversation forward and make sure that there actually is change and it's not just a talk shop? I
0: just want to make... um, Yeah, so there's a couple of things. But our first starting point is the rule of law. Mm. We, we, we can't we, we can't beat about the Bush. South Africans have an issue with the rule of law, but it's the, it's the only place where we can peacefully coexist because our cultures are different, our value systems are different, our religions are different. Right? So when we bring those to the table, the law has already filtered those for everybody to say, this is what is common. This is what can bring South Africans together. And on that note, you made a point about um, the demographics of the country being mm. 80%, or, um, 80% black, right? Mm. And yet the law and the policy in cricket says you can have three black Africans. And that is considerate. It has, it has, it's been thought over about how do we progressively introduce black players into the system. It's not being radical and saying 80 must be black African. It actually It has taken all views. It's taken the pace of development. It's taken uh, what is necessary at that level, the amount of players in the system, the different views around the room, and it has filtered down to say, this is how we can start to create access and broader participation. And if there's no South African who can support that, I don't know what they're going to support because that is now, it's a policy. We can make adjustments as we go along, but when we have policies, let us respect those Let the coaches who are agents of change implement them. And I think in sport, we can learn one thing in particular.
2: Yeah.
1: I've got to say, Umpila, you've received so much support. We can't play all the voice notes. I can't read all the tweets, but there's so much support. People think that you make a lot of sense and they would like to interact with you going forward. So we're going to invite you again uh, just to talk more matters regarding cricket, but we really have to leave it there. That's a soccer president, former SAA captain, Lions captain, Cobras captain, opening bet, Umpila Ramela, a man who's got a double hundred. I like mentioning that because I think that's a big
0: milestone to get a double hundred as a batsman there. Talking about the open letter that he penned to the minister...